We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, CMOS girlies. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the show. We are in the thick of winter here in New York City. Em and I are both uh, like hags in our beds. Don't expect anything better than us. Um, how's your Saturday going over there, dude? It's going good. Yeah, nothing truly has changed. It definitely is officially winter. Kate and I were talking off pod how this is really the first time that we have experienced a winter like this in a few years. I just remember last winter never really needing to wear my winter coat. I just think I wore a trench coat because it was just like 50 yeah. degrees and humid the entire entire winter um so my body is not used to like shivering and having to put on layers so it's not all too motivating my grandma's really funny she is obsessed with looking at the weather just like everyone else but she has been texting me each morning um which states or cities um from her weather's app are not in the negative digits because like the entire nation is you know it's like negative two and then like the real feels negative 40 um and it's just been so incredibly wholesome but other than that life is just the same old same old shout out to the chomps people i'm sure people are curious about the development here <laughs> so funny chomps did in fact reach out a girl reached out on my personal account um saying that she listens to the pod she works for the ecom department then chops reached out personally on the cmos page so looks Thanks, like i'm getting chomps. an influx of chomps um which is great because i am out of stock and i've been like wanting to buy a chomps whenever i'm in like whole foods or traders i'm like emma hold off but i was on their website and they have some crazy flavors there's like a a, a taco seasoning flavored one Whoa. and then something else and i'm like trader Joe's whole foods can you please yeah, start get the um, new ones. stocking these up because i need some new flavors in my life interesting yeah that is funny when you go on websites and you learn that there's flavors and stuff like those chips that we got sent masa chips they have like a lime one and i'm like oh my God. Oh, those could be really good mm-hmm. um i guess the food obsession i've had 
somehow through the mail i don't remember agreeing to this but i got chips from wild which are protein chips maybe i mentioned them last week i don't know i've been eating them with cottage cheese which is a really fucked up weird snack but i feel like the sea moss girlies will empathize with it with it and i think it's so funny that chomps like the fact that chomps like someone at chomps corporation listens to the pod because i totally forget like we mention brands on the meme page on the pod all the time and like we don't really shit talk many brands unless they've like totally fucked up in some way or like made some evil diet claim or whatever but it is funny that we kind of have this power like leveraging power as a meme page in like 2024 suppose i almost said 2023 um but yeah i have no really new food notes i'm trying to think of other concoctions i've been making in the lab do you have any other other ones um well we did get someone sent i think they must be like a small up-and-coming oh, yes. food brand they're called harkin sweets uh they were like hand delivered to our apartment the other day yeah. but they're essentially a healthier version of a i don't know snickers, snickers or twix star, i haven't yeah. had candy like that in forever so i don't know which is which they all just kind of blend together um but i think the main thing is that it has a lot of like prebiotic fiber um no added sugar so utilizes you know artificial sweeteners but they're really good. I feel like a lot of times like those fake zero sugar, you know, desserts can often be too strong or too forward with the erythritol and like monk fruit that it's like it just gives you a headache from like how artificially sweet the product is. But this really does taste like the real thing. I'm not quite sure where you can get them, but it's called Harkin Sweets. Uh, there's like one that has peanuts on the inside, the other one that's just like a caramel nougat. Um, but those have been like really fun snacks to have. And I'm like, damn, I wish I got more than just four because I'm almost like already out. Yeah. One of my food moments uh, is a friend of mine, Brad, who lives in New York City. He has a overnight oats company called uh, Spoonful. And <laughs> I did a little content thing with him that'll be coming out soon. And so I got some of the oats and I've had them before, but he has a chocolate peanut butter flavor. And I feel like a lot of overnight oats are super runny, like the prepackaged ones. They're super runny. They like I, I feel like they don't really fill me up that much, but his have a lot of protein. They have chia seeds and it just feels like super thick, which I really appreciate. So love those. Um, those are my only kind of notes on food. My other note was more in depth to the girlies that have kind of gone through grief and stuff. Um, cause I had a long run today and like training for a marathon. I feel like that's all I do these days. Um, and I just had a lot of like reflections about my body and injury. And I, I posted it on socials a little bit, but I think if you are going through grief, it's really important to have some sort of hobby or practice that is a consistency because I know when I lost my dad, I felt like everything was just getting stripped away from me. And I started to have this, um, like, what's it called? Not like a the opposite of an abundance mindset, a scarcity mindset, where I felt like this thing's not going to work out and I'm not going to be able to pay my rent and this is going to fall apart and whatever's going to happen. And so I think when you have like a practice, let's say it's like writing poetry or painting, or for me, it's been running, something that you can return to and you can have like a little bit of control over that practice I think it can be really grounding um and that's just one thing I wanted to emphasize because it can be very isolating especially if like people in your life maybe haven't been through it they don't know the vocabulary the language to talk about it or maybe you don't really want to talk about it like it's I'm able to talk about it with some people more than others um but I'm just sending that out to the girlies I know I mentioned that around the holidays but uh I feel like it's something that wanes in and out and I'm able to just totally you know, not forget it happened, but just live my life. And then I'm like, wait, that was so fucked up. That just randomly happened to me. Um, so I'm here for the girlies. If you ever want to DM me, I've read a few books on grief, but I'm also curious if you guys have any suggestions on resources as well. Um, yes, great, great points. Um, we're going to get into the podcast now. I don't have anything else that I want to touch on in the intro. Um, yeah, again, just same old 
roundup of random topics we might do some more long formats just because kate and i are like we don't know what else to talk about it's like we've talked about cool plunges before and it's do we want to talk about that again for the hundredth time so if anyone has some long format topics that you would like us to to touch on definitely let us know yeah let us know i know i mentioned a long time ago like we did a food episode was it food in europe or something like that about how like food laws are different and the regulatory systems so we could do asia we could do south america like etc so let us know if you wanted those um we might do a pod on meditation mindfulness just because there's a lot there to unpack but we are always taking suggestions from the girlies um but i will call emma back and then we will get into this week's pod we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hi, CMOS Brillies. We are so excited to announce today's podcast sponsor, Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Are you tired of cooking the same slop? Well, spice it up with the premier variety offered by Green Chef. You can embark on a delicious culinary adventure this year with Green Chef's diverse menu with 80 plus options. Green Chef even has tons of lifestyle preferences like keto, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, you name it. 
Supporting your gut health can be challenging, but Green Chef makes it really easy and fun because their meals are nutrient-dense, science-backed, gut and brain health recipes, which are all developed in partnership with registered dietitians that can help improve digestion, reduce bloat, and also boost energy and immunity. If you girlies are looking to stock up your pantry on different functional snacks and clean beverages, you know, the ones that support your gut and brain health this January, lucky for you, Green Chef has different green bundles, which are a curated selection of unique hand-picked goods that support your overall wellness goals. Emma and I love using Green Chef to learn how to cook new dishes, to spice up our pantry with new goodies and snacks, and have much less worry about grocery shopping. So if you're interested in trying out Green Chef, go to greenchef.com slash 60CMOS and use code 60CMOS to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. Now back to the show. Okay, so most really, so the first topic that we're going to touch on is like how to navigate the gym and lifting weights. Someone sent me a DM on my personal Instagram kind of about getting back into the gym and how I balance swimming with, you know, lifting, et cetera. And since it is the new year, I'm sure a lot of people are like, I want to get back into going to the gym. And also as you know, spring approaches, people are more, more motivated to go to the gym. And Kate and I definitely have been through many different stages of working out from, you know, being competitive athletes, Kate did volleyball in college. I was a competitive club swimmer to kind of navigating working out on our own post being in that type of like club environment. And I totally know that like the gym can be super overwhelming and it can be like a very vulnerable place for a woman just because they are so hyper-masculine. Um, but I think like the best thing to do when, it, in terms of like, you know, if you're starting from round zero and you're like, Hey, I need to go to the gym. But, like, I don't even know how to structure this. What are all the machines? I think creating just like some sort of weekly breakdown of workouts and also figuring out your why, whether it's like, you want to get strong, you want to improve your aerobic capacity, like whatever those may be, like focus on that and then tailor your workouts to that. Um, I think when you just kind of go in with like no game plan, then it's really easy to just like walk around and like do one thing and then do the other. You may not be getting the most out of your workouts. And that's something that I definitely kind of learned throughout the course of my own personal life when I was trying to get back into working out on my own post doing club swimming. Um, and there's so many different splits that you can do and you really don't need to be working out every single day or going to the gym every day, especially if you want to be lifting weights, you really do need to allow your your muscles to recover because that is like when the repair process happens and if you're constantly pumping iron and like lifting weights um you're not really going to be reaping the benefits as much um and i definitely recommend like signing up for workout classes or doing like a complimentary like one-on-one training with a personal trainer at the gym if they offer that or just go with a friend just to kind of get comfortable to the gym environment figure out where all the machines are at etc um i think just like having that familiarity can really help you ease into like the idea of going to the gym and like doing workouts on your own. And like, I think a big point to make here is that most people really don't know what they are doing at the gym, myself included. Um, and so I definitely recommend if you are wanting to begin some sort of weightlifting program, definitely start small and start light while prioritizing form. And it can really be hard to know whether you have good or bad form because a, you probably weren't like trained, you know, by a professional and like how to do like proper squats or proper deadlifts. And I think that's what's been so amazing about the internet, TikTok, especially YouTube. There's such like an influx of fitness influencers. And I think like one of the pros of them is that if they are certified trainers or if they are like seasoned uh, 
people who do lift, they can give really, really great advice and tips on like proper form and incorrect form and like what you should be feeling. And as you get stronger over time, like doing particular exercises, like the lat pull down, for example, will get easier because you're actually able to engage your lat mus muscles more versus like just utilizing your biceps just because your lats are so weak. Um, so that's just one thing to say, you know, start light and start lighter than you would maybe even think you should be starting at just because you really want to protect yourself from any type of injury. And if you're having like bad form, you may not even be able to reap the most benefits from the particular exercise because you may not be getting into like the best range of motion. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely suggest utilizing online resources. I've mentioned this a few times on the pod, but when I was really, really into weightlifting, I had like a saved folder and TikTok of just like, these are all like the upper body, you know, workouts. And I would just like kind of watch those just to make sure that I am doing the correct form. Um, and also too, I think just like focusing on other benefits of working out plus focusing on your why when maybe you're feeling burned out, whether that's like mental clarity, mood, energy, et cetera. Um, just because with weightlifting, you have to be so consistent with it. And that can be great if you're the type of person who thrives in routine and like loves knowing that they're going to be doing the same thing every single day. But if you're also the other person that gets like bored really quickly and you just like need to have constant newness in your life when it comes to working out, it cannot be the most motivating. And like for me, I definitely ebb and flow in terms of my relationship with weightlifting. Recently, I have not been wanting to do it at all. I've just been wanting to do more low impact stuff with just swimming and like supplementing that with, um, with Pilates, which is like totally fine. And I just have accepted like, you know what? I'm not going to be like the, not that I would ever class myself as a bodybuilder, but like, I would always pretend like, oh, I'm like pretending to be a bodybuilder, but I just like, don't really care about, you know, gaining additional muscle. I think it's more just preserving what I have. So like my workouts are not the most effective. So I probably am not the best person to give any particular advice on, you know, any type of workout routines in regard to lifting. Um, but I think some things to keep in mind when it does come to building muscle mass is that it is a long process. And so you have to be patient just like with anything else. And like over time, you will start to see those results. And of course, like women are going to be at a little bit of a disadvantage. And I was always frustrated when I got into lifting. So my brother would be like, you're going to get all these newbie gains. Yada, yada, yada. And then I was like, hey, I'm doing all these things, but like I'm not getting the newbie gains. So like what's going on here? Um, just make sure you're focusing on like adequate protein and calories to, you know, fuel your workouts and also help your body recover. And then also making sure that you're focusing on hypertrophy training. So you got to really push until failure, you know, focusing on one to two reps near failure. And you can accomplish this not just by lifting heavy. I think like that's one thing that I always thought I was like, oh, I just have to keep on pushing the weight more and more and more. But you can also do it through more reps, sets, or time under tension. And then again, like I mentioned, rest. So those are my few tips if you're wanting to get into lifting weights. Um, but again, like you don't have to belong to the gym if you want to like, you know, kickstart your exercise, you know, era, you can like, Hey, go on runs. You can start swimming. You can do uh boutique workout classes, but I do think just a regular standard good old gym is a pretty solid thing to have in your life, just because it does have so much versatility in terms of like the types of exercises that you can do. Um, and you know, just over time, it'll all get easier. You'll kind of start to figure things out, figure out the movements that you do and do not like. And that's one really great thing about not being tied to, you know, some sort of like sports team or a club team, you can really do the exercises that you want to do. So it's like, fuck it. If you hate doing squats, don't do squats, just do lunges instead. And I think yeah. that can be really, really liberating. Yeah. I was going to say, um, in terms of how I kind of navigate working out since running is my, or lifting since running is my primary thing, it is really important for runners to lift. And I think a lot of injuries happen when you're not lifting as a runner. I have learned that the hard way. 
And so as it comes to like lifting as a runner, I think a lot of runners are like, I don't want to get bulky. Trust me, you're not. You are burning so much because you're having so much time on your feet running. That's like the least of your worries. Um, and so core strength is important. Single leg movements are important as a runner. Emma mentioned most things that I wanted to touch on in terms of like the gym. Um, but I do think that there is a conception that, uh, you know, there's just stigmas around the gym that you have to be like really good at everything. Like Emma said, before you get there and it feels really intimidating to be a beginner. Um, Emma, like Emma mentioned, there's so much information on the internet that I think now you should be able to tailor a gym routine to you. I think we're done with the era of thinking that everyone has to do a back squat in this and a push and a pull. Um, cause realistically, like, I don't know how many of us are going for super competitive lifting goals or like physique goals or, anything. I feel like most of us are just going for maintenance and health. And so sometimes when I'm at the gym and let's say I'm like tired and I didn't really sleep enough and I have to do something and I, I choose, let's say a 20 pound dumbbell versus a 25, 25 pound dumbbell, it's not going to change my body and my goals that much. So I feel like those things are just like, take the pressure off of that because I think it can be more encouraging to go to the gym. If you don't think like I have to go and accomplish everything and feel you know, dead. And also you shouldn't feel dead after every workout you do. Like you, your body should be repairing and recovering. Make sure you're eating enough after sleeping, because if you push, 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 your body's going to keep score as they say, and it will, it'll show up in pain very soon. Um, Huberman had a really good podcast, I think the past week about pain management. And it reminded me a lot of kind of what I thought about, like coming back from an injury, gaining strength again. So highly recommend you guys listen to that. The next subject for today is about cortisol. I think this is just a, such a a buzz in health and wellness. I feel like maybe more in the past six months than now, but it kind of started like people talking about it primarily on TikTok of like women should not, should not have high cortisol because it's going to fuck you with your hormones. And that point on its face is really true, right? You don't want to be in these prolonged states of stress. Like it's not good for you um, intuitively. I feel like most of us know that, right? But there lacks a lot of like nuance and also in-depth information. I think when people poo-poo like any sort of high intensity activity, like the low impact Pilates girlies that we've mentioned before. And so some sort of like key points on cortisol is it is a hormone in the body. So it's the main stress hormone. Other hormones in the body are serotonin, melatonin, and cortisol production is basically maintained by your adrenal glands and it's regulated by your pituitary gland. So those are the two things that can kind of go awry if your cortisol gets too low or too high. I literally obsessed that I keep sounding like Dr. Seuss every time I talk. I just keep subconsciously rhyming shit. Um, but yeah, it's a hormone in the body. So it's essential for everyone to have cortisol. If it gets out of whack, like I said, where it's too much, too little, that's where problems rise up. And so the main issue with cortisol is if you're in this long-term activation of the stress response, you don't want to be in fight or flight all day long. Like that would be equivalent to our ancestors being chased down by a bear for like 24 hours straight. So that's going to accumulate on your body, the stress on your body over time and lead to different health ailments. It can disrupt different systems in the body. It can disrupt your gut. Your metabolism is kind of ruled by cortisol, your brain. You're also your muscle building. I think sometimes like with the fitness mentality of like, I got to push through pain and go really hard every day. And I have to be dead after my workouts you're not going to be able to reap the benefits if your body can't recover. Um, recovery seems like some sort of baby wuss thing that I feel like people don't take account for. Like if my workout was good, my day was good, but it's like, if you didn't get good sleep, your workout over time is not going to matter that much because you can't accumulate the results that you're going to want to see. Like, I know I've been in eras with working out, like Emma kind of mentioned about gym stuff, 
where I was pushing myself to failure and to fatigue every single day that I would work out throughout the week. And so then I would get to like the end of my week and I would be like, damn, I'm not seeing any results or I can never go up and wait or I can't run faster. And it's because my body never got enough rest. And so when it comes to cortisol, you definitely can have too much and it definitely should be something that women are concerned about. But I think when you see stuff on TikTok, that's like, don't ever do anything that's intense. Your cortisol is going to spike. First of all, are the people that are making videos, are they getting their blood work checked every week? How do they know if their cortisol is spiked? Like, I think all of us can intuitively feel if our body is maybe stressed, if our heart rate feels elevated. Like, let's say you have a fitness tracker. I have a whoop. I get my heart rate data. I get my sleep data. But I feel like most people are not going to actually know if their cortisol is spiked unless we get blood work. And then that goes back to the healthcare system. We don't have comprehensive healthcare in the country. People don't have access to blood work. So it's kind of, I'm not saying it's stupid to focus on high cortisol, but I think it's just more important to really think about, am I pushing myself too much? Am I making adequate time for recovery? Am I able to progress in my workouts like next week am I able to do more reps or do the reps feel easier can I run faster does running start to feel easier and it's not going to feel easier every month coming off my injury I didn't start to see results after a year and I think for me like once I took the pressure off myself of like I'm going to get faster or better that's when it started to happen because I wasn't I was just worried about the process I was like okay I know I have a five mile run today let's get through it keep our head down keep pushing and so if I would have been so concerned like my cortisol is going to be spiked and I'm working out too hard and I'm pushing myself. Yeah. I probably would have like freaked myself out into like a health anxiety rabbit hole. Um, so I guess some signs that you like could have too much cortisol. Once again, I'm just going to say signs that you could be maybe putting too much stress on your body. Um, there's two like syndromes that you could have. There's something called Cushing syndrome. Um, and this is something that a doctor would have to like to say that you do have it kind of develops as this like fatty hump on your sh between your shoulder blades in the back and you'll have a more rounded face you could also have stretch marks on the skin and then it can lead to high blood pressure and bone loss so those are like very high risk factors but you're not going to know that once again unless you go to a doctor if you have too little cortisol you could develop a condition called addison's disease um and if you have too much you could also develop something called hyperpituitarism which is just when your pituitary gland is just overworked and spent out. Um, so those things you could get through blood work to get those diagnosed by a doctor. But I think some of the main symptoms that I think you could be aware of, not saying to like fully self-diagnose yourself with cortisol issues, but maybe like I should think about how I'm moving my body, stressed out, whatever, is if you have any sort of weight gain or hair on face for women, if you see that starting to develop, that can be a sign that cortisol is out of whack. And then also reproductive issues. So our menstrual cycle our reproductive signals are like a clock for women and if those things are out of check there's probably an underlying health issue related to that not saying that it's always cortisol it could be a myriad of issues um, but I definitely would pay attention if your cycle starts to get irregular and then the other ones that could be uh, symptoms is like the general just tiredness insomnia you could have fatigue or depression but once again, those are going to be really hard to isolate if it is a cortisol issue. And so, as I mentioned, I think it's just important to prioritize rest, recovery, slowing down. I think a lot of us are probably, you know, perfectionist. I got to go, go, go. I got to get my steps. I got to eat all the food groups. But you can't reap the benefits of those things unless you're doing the relaxation part of it. So just like during winter, like chill out, like you can lay in bed, you can be a hag. You don't need to go on a million walks and feel like you have to accomplish everything. Allow yourself to kind of adapt through different seasons, I suppose.
Yeah, I think the hard thing with like knowing whether you have high cortisol or not, kind of as Kate mentioned with some of the different symptoms, is that not all of them are going to be like external that you're going to be able to vis- like be able to you know explicitly see on your body. It can be you know stuff that's like very internal that could easily be tied to so many other things. Um, also, too, like high cortisol can totally be related, you know, to stuff that isn't just going super crazy hard in the gym. It can definitely be tied to finances, relationships, et cetera. So I think it's just always good to like reflect on like where you're currently at in life. And when you are experiencing different stressors through different stages of your life, you know, certain stress management protocols are going to work differently for others. So, you know, if you're having, you know, some sort of like stress with relationships, um, you know, that might re- might require you to like seek out different forms of like therapy or maybe journaling or talking to a friend versus, a, you know, if it's more work-related or finance-related, maybe it's more just like going on long walks and like rethinking all your thoughts or like writing stuff down. Um, so that's just to say that like, you know, it's really, really important to have a good toolkit and have a good support system when you are, stressed but also know that it is kind of constantly like a work in progress and even if you do feel like you like have your stress under control like it's still gonna flare up here and there um but yeah I definitely feel so much better about myself kind of more tying this all back to exercise when I'm like not going crazy all the time and I definitely felt you know coming off being a club somewhere that I thought I always had to like do two-day workouts and like you know do all these crazy sprints and kind of over time I realized like oh, wow, I actually feel so much better. And I like now love that I like don't have to rely on taking like three naps throughout the day because I'm like not constantly stressing my body out. Um, So definitely something to keep in mind, but I totally agree. I think like the conversation around cortisol and just like how women should like completely avoid doing any intense exercises, honestly can kind of do more harm than good. Um, Kind of getting into the next point, it's all about like why mobility matters at all ages. This was a trend that Mind Body Green predicted for 2024, just like hearing more and more about mobility. And I think this is actually like a very important topic. Kate and I definitely try to preach, you know, focusing on your personal health when it comes to like, you know, focusing on longevity when you care about your health as a young individual, because I think that helps you maybe take the stresses off of like caring more about like the vanity reasons of health and wellness. Um, And, you know, as a society, we're sedentary more than ever just due to like the modern life. And this is why mobility is more important than ever before. Just because with proper mobility, it can help reduce the risk of energy injury and allows you to really maintain independence as you age. And so mobility really is just like the ability to move or walk freely and easily too. It also just includes like the range of motion of your joints. And so when you're looking up mobility exercises or routines, it does involve a lot of like weird movements of like, you know, working your hip flexors in different directions versus just like a stagnant stretch stretch. Um, and with mobility, it's really kind of like this use it or lose it, where if you lack mobility, it can really like happen to anyone. You must stay active and you must constantly be working on your mobility. So if you aren't, again, it's just kind of like working a muscle or, you know, learning how to like ride a bicycle. Like if you kind of stop doing it for six or eight months, like it's going to be pretty hard to get back into it. Um, and so I think it's like really, really great just to like incorporate this into your warm up routine. And a lot of mobility movements are great for like a warm up before like a run or a swim or lifting. And it really only takes like three or five minutes. It doesn't have to be this like long drawn out process or even like doing it before bed. I think just like finding a way to fit it into your daily routine. Um, it doesn't have to be something that's so overwhelming. And I think for me, when I do do mobility stuff, or when I did start doing mobility stuff, I thought I had to do like, you know, all these 30 different movements. Otherwise, like I wasn't going to reap all these benefits. It's like, no, even if it's just like one movement, even if it's just like moving your hip flexors for a little bit, like that's like better than nothing. 
Um, so I think some other ways to support and improve your mobility, if you're someone who's like, oh shit, I should probably get on top of this because let's be real here. We all should, um, regularly incorporating low impact activity. This doesn't mean you can't do any high impact activity, but if you do do a lot of like jumping rope or running, like making sure you're also supplementing with low impact stuff. So whether that's like walking, swimming and biking, and that's just because there's so many studies that have come out that have shown that low impact movement does support joint health. Um, and you know, a consistent high impact can impact your joints. And that's why you don't see like a lot of older people running, um, doing a lot of different range of motion exercises. This will just help increase the range of the joint and muscle movement. Uh, we naturally are going to lose range of motion by a few degrees through the natural aging process. So like I said, add this to your warm up routine. There's so many different things that you can do. Um, so I'm not even going to like go down the rabbit hole of, you know, listing off the ones that I do. Um, also focusing on strength training, kind of tying that back to the first topic that we touched on just because your muscle does support joints. And so again, like this is just a whole nother reason why everyone should be lifting weights to some degree. Um, again, it doesn't have to be super heavy. You can even do body weight stuff, but really just making sure that you're activating and, you know, putting stress on your muscles and then incorporating, you know, anti-inflammatory foods, focusing on an anti-inflammatory diet. I know the CMOS girlies are likely already doing that, but again, this will just help prevent the inflammatory responses, whether that's like swelling or aches or any type of pain and also can just help prevent uh, arthritis down the road. Yeah, I think just body awareness, like Emma said, um, the gym can be a place where people do a lot of movements that don't relate to actual skills that you have to do in life. Like lifting a suitcase to an overhead bin is often like an exercise that's talked about a lot in terms of like mobility. Um, and like some weird things at the gym are not going to make that movement better for you. Uh, the book Built to Move talks a lot about mobility. It's by this couple, Juliet and Kelly Starrett, and they kind of create 10 principles of like what mobility and longevity are. So if you want a book to read about it, I highly recommend that book. Um, the next question to kind of round off the pod is going to be cur current supplement routine. We get this DM'd a lot, like what's a supplement starter pack? And I feel like I kind of neglect to answer that a lot on social media um, because everyone is different. I don't know your budget. I don't know what you're eating. I don't know if you have any health deficiencies. Encourage people to be very curious about their own well-being. But I will say some things that I have found to be beneficial and kind of why I've landed on these supplements, I guess, but these are not like recommendations, whatever. Some of these companies I've worked with before, so I will say that. Uh, my first one is Athletic Greens. So this is a full supplement. It is a multivitamin, a probiotic, adaptogen, nootropics. It replaced me taking ritual or ritual multivitamin and seed probiotic. I was taking both those pills on their own and I was working with both those brands. I started like hearing about AG1 kind of as everyone did on all the podcasts. And at first I was like, this seems like a Ponzi scheme. Like why is, the, why is it everywhere out of the blue? The company has been around for like 15 something years. It's manufactured in New Zealand and the founders from there. So They've scaled and grown in many ways since their inception, and they've iterated their product, I think, something like 14 times. Emma and I also interviewed the president, Kat Cole, like a long time ago on the podcast, if you want to hear more about like their mission. Um, so I've taken AG1 for probably two to three years now. I find it to be the best supplement on the market to cover all of those bases. If you want to say it's a gimmick and a greens powder or whatever, you can say that. But every credible like health wellness podcast like takes AG1, so do with that as you wish. 
And then in addition to that, since I'm like a morning runner girly and I use weed when I run, I typically take an edible before I run. Um, that's primarily THC. And then after I run, I'll take some sort of CBD product to help with the inflammatory process. And then also CBD helps counteract you being high from THC. Just a pro tip for anyone. So I can get into my work day and I'm not stoned throughout the day. Um, that's just like, if anyone wants a little pro tip there, um, for weed, I like the brand Rose Los Angeles. They make edibles. They're available online because they use Delta nine in their product. Now, um, off field is another one that makes these beverages that are for athletes and they include like L-theanine and electrolytes in the product in addition to the weed, which is interesting. And then after that, when I'm making breakfast, I feel like the only supplements I suppose I take could be a Brazil nut for selenium, coconut cold. Emma and I are huge fans. It's just like a good yogurt with a lot of probiotics um chia seeds i've started to take a lot more because they have a lot of fiber in them and i realize like i think i eat a lot of fiber but i realize i probably don't um a lot of things i you know like i i, I eat a lot of vegetables but not all vegetables and you have to eat so many vegetables to get sufficient fiber so i've just been using chia seeds more and then i'll do my seed cycling mix depending on which part of the month i'm in um, some other things I play around with, I do take creatine. I have taken that for a year now and I found it to be beneficial in terms of gaining muscle. Um, it's the most well-researched supplement. So I find a lot of credibility to it. And then adaptogens here and there. I feel like the ones that I stick to are lion's mane and cordyceps. Cordyceps is kind of like the athletic mushroom. So maybe I'll add a little tincture to my coffee before I run. And then adaptogen or, and then lion's mane is something that's good for focus. They call it nature's Adderall. So I have these little chocolates from Alice Mushrooms I'll take, or I also have a tincture from a random fucking brand. I forget who. And then before bed, I've been on the Sleepy Girl Mocktail, you know, with the magnesium and the tart cherry juice. I've been using Recesses Magnesium Mood Powder and then tart cherry juice. I just find at Whole Foods. Um, if not the powder drink stuff, I'll just take a pill. I think I have the ones from Solar Ray that I always see at Whole Foods. So that's kind of the sub routine. I feel like I eat a lot of things that I don't think of as supplements but then i'm like okay maybe people think that a brazil nut is a supplement i don't know so laying it all on the line those are that's kind of what i do in a day yeah my supplement routine is pretty minimal these days i just kind of realized as i got older that emma you don't need to be taking a bunch of stuff and it was fun when i was in college and had a little bit more fun spending money to get you know the fun fish oil not the fun fish oil but you know just like yeah. random stuff that maybe aren't super necessary on a day-to-day -day basis not saying that fish oil isn't important but i eat so many sardines and salmon so throughout the week that i don't need to utilize fish oil as much um but yeah i just take a multivitamin i just have some random brand that i got from whole foods i was taking ag1 for a while but just stopped just because i was like i don't need to be spending 90 dollars a month on a supplement but it is like such a great product and i'm sure i'll start taking it again at some point in my life um, in terms of like food supplements, like Kate mentioned, I take a Brazil nut and a spoonful of coconut cold. I'll usually have that in the morning before I have coffee when I'm kind of getting ready to swim in the morning. Um, I've also been on a huge like chia seed and flax seed kick. I mix that into my yogurt and mix that into cottage cheese. Like Kate said, it's such an easy way to get a good source of fiber. It also has like a great source of protein, uh, great healthy fats, a lot of omega-3s. So I think like those are absolute like great uh you know superfoods great examples of a superfood um in terms of adaptogens i also take lion's mane i have a tincture that i keep on my desk at work just to kind of get the neurons fired up and then i take vitamin d as well i think that's like a very crucial one that everyone should be taking just because we're all inside all the time and if you work a nine to five and you're not really getting outside to get that morning sunlight um i definitely suggest taking that i just have the athletic greens 
tincture um, that's mixed with extra virgin olive oil just because it is a fat-soluble vitamin. So just something to keep in mind if you are on the lookout for a vitamin D supplement. But I would presume that most on the market are going to be encapsulated with some sort of like extra virgin olive oil gel. Um, and then, yeah, I also take magnesium. I have been taking the magnesium glycinate pills that are just a whole foods brand. I was taking a powder for the longest of time. I'm sure we all went through a calm phase and there's nothing wrong with calm, but I just think that for me, it's best to take pills just so I can like best regulate my dosage just because I would just do random spoonfuls each night of yeah. magnesium. And like some days the bowels would be like, what's going on here? Um, so something just to keep in mind and then yeah, tart cherry juice occasionally, but I don't take it in such a serious way. One thing that I have actually reintroduced into my routine is just collagen, just great for the skin and joints. Um, I just have the grass fed uh, version from Trader Joe's. I truly do not know what the brand is, but it's like a green canister. So highly suggest looking out for that. Um, but yeah, I just think like my life is so busy these days with swimming and work, et cetera, the pod that I don't want to have to think about taking a bunch of things. Um, and I feel like my diet is like a little bit more random now than it like it used to. I feel like I was like so strict about like, I got to get like eight servings of vegetables and everything. Um, so I definitely feel like I kind of rely more on my 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 supplements these days to really fill in those gaps because I'm sure I was like getting plenty of vitamins and minerals from my vegan days. Yeah, we were eating so many vegetables, so many fermented foods, but those are our sups. I'm curious what the girlies are doing. Has there been anything that is life-changing in your world? Um, who knows? We're always open to hear, but that's the pod for this week. Um, I'm going to go run to Whole Foods. Maybe I'll browse the supplement section. Probably will not buy anything besides my Epsom salt. Um, any fun plans for this evening, dog? Um, I'm going to figure out what I'm going to make for dinner. Um, all I've been craving these days is like eggs and cottage cheese, which is like kind of gross, but I did do a nice Trader Joe's haul this morning. So I might just roast some lovely vegetables, drink my third cup of tea, perhaps try to read. Um, but the brain is feeling a little fried. So, you know, maybe I'll add some lion's mane to my tea to really get myself um, in the zone with reading. Love that for you. Yeah. I'm probably going to read, edit some YouTube and be a hag tonight as well. Um, but thank you girlies for listening, you know, new pod every Tuesday, the memes, you know, where to find us, um, next week's pod. We'll see what we come up with, but in the meantime, we hope you guys have a beautiful week and we'll talk to you then. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why, what do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.